What's up, everybody? I'm Brian Barrett, former Boston sports radio guy and now host of the new Ringer show, Off the Pike, that'll cover your favorite Boston teams and stories from Fenway to Foxborough to the Garden and beyond. We're reacting to all the biggest games and moments with episodes at least three times a week featuring myself and some of your favorite guests at the Ringer and in the city. Plus, if the Celtics or the Pats make a surprise trade, if the Red Sox go on a run, or if any news breaks, we'll drop bonus instant reaction episodes too, so you're always up to date with the latest chatter. Get in on the action and follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud, or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Football show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Kirk Worldbeck. If you are wondering who to start, who to sit in your lineups, we have rankings at fantasyfootball.theringer.com. Check it out. Standard half PPR, full PPR. We have super flex as the default. We can just click on running backs, see the running back rankings. If you just want flex rankings, you can check running back, receiver, tight end. You can look at all of them together, get the quarterbacks out of there, whatever you want. Fantasyfootball.theringer.com. Right now, we're previewing week four. We're going through, it's really just about vibes. You know, what are we feeling? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, vibe check. Very vibes-oriented episode, starting with hot tub club injuries. I still kind of love the rest of the development doctor thing. Just the whole like, <laughs> It's going to oh, be all right. It's going to be all uh, right. I think I realized that, number one, none of the categories made any sense. Um, <laughs> and it was funny the first few times. I didn't it know. Was it was a bit of funny. like forcing a round peg into a square <laughs> hole, but it was fine. Yeah. Anyway, this is the hot tub club. This is the notable injuries to track this week. We'll just run through them really quickly. Jonathan Taylor was on the injury report. He missed practice for the first time, apparently, according to Adam Schefter, since middle school. He says <laughs> all throughout college and high school and through his pro career, Jonathan Taylor's never missed uh, a practice to injury, I guess. So that's kind of He's crazy. the opposite of Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> um, he's the opposite of Julio Jones. He, <laughs> But he was back at practice today, so he's good to go. So that, that was kind of a false alarm. Also a false alarm, Dalvin Cook, full practice on Thursday. So apparently he is going to be playing this weekend. So that's good. On the other hand, Christian McCaffrey of the Panthers did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. This is sort of becoming a little bit concerning. Like, number one. Oh, not a little bit. I am extremely concerned. This is the, ah, <laughs> shit, here we go again meme. Like, yeah, this seriously. is unbelievable. <clears throat> um, I just saw uh, Ian Rappaport said that there's some optimism that he can go. But it's kind of worrisome because this is like what we were trying to avoid last year, like where it's going to re-injure something, uh, you know, make it worse. This is like how... It, it starts to snowball a little bit, like you're playing hurt. I don't know. Yep. What, I don't know what they're going to do here. Yo, the optimism he will play, though, is such a reframing because literally, like yesterday, we're recording this Thursday. Yesterday, on Wednesday, it was like, oh, he's just, he's, he's off fine. every Wednesday. It's fine. A week <laughs> ago, Christian McCaffrey said, at this point, if I took a leak during practice, I'd end up on the injury report. And when then, did this injury even happen? So I think it happened during the game on Sunday, I believe. And then but he, he finished the game, it. right? He finished yeah. the game, so we thought it was fine. And then I guess, I don't know, something about adrenaline. The point is, and the bottom line is, keep an eye on two players, Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman. Neither of them are going to be like super valuable because it's going to be probably split down the middle in the Panthers' offense. It's hot garbage. But if you do need someone to plug in for Christian McCaffrey, Chuba Hubbard is sort of the passing downs guy. Foreman's more of an early down guy. They split their roles, or they split their snaps. Um, neither of them are probably going to have a super high ceiling, but they could be. My gut? 
I have no idea who's going to win this job. And again, if McCaffrey doesn't play, it's not even sure you like either of these guys would be worth playing. You might, if you have McCaffrey, you probably want to pick one of them up. It's a total guess which one would be more valuable if McCaffrey played. My guess, my mildly educated guess is Deontay Foreman, mostly based on Panthers fans kind of hate Chuba Hubbard. And you know that like well, your fan base always knows your team players a little better. Panthers fans just feel like Chuba Hubbard cannot break a tackle to save his life. And I'm just going to roll with Foreman. I just hate, I, I think you stay away. Anytime there's a yeah, handcuff by committee, it's a disaster. And it's on a shitty ugly. team, it's ugly. Yeah, I agree with that. And if and I, I'm actually just looking at a stat or a, a table from Nathan Yonke from PFF who tracks all the usage. And it's like, it's actually just kind of 50-50. Like they split it up. So um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would probably stay away from it too. So yeah, here we are again with McCaffrey. Insane. All right. Okay. Other so injuries? moving on. Monitor McCaffrey going into the weekend. Moving on. David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift both did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. Both of those guys are looking likely to be out um, this weekend, I would say. And, and Cordero Patterson for the Falcons. Uh, it sounded like he had a veteran rest day on Wednesday, but then he was a, did not participate in practice on Thursday again. So this is starting to be a little bit worrisome. This is another guy to monitor going into the weekend. And then Amon Ross St. Brown. Well, I was going to say real quick, the difference, so Montgomery, Khalil Herbert's a must-start for Chicago if Montgomery's mm-hmm. out. Jamal Williams yep. is a must-start for Detroit because Swift's not going to play. Pa- Falcons, Patterson, not quite that simple. Right, I guess it's Algier? Is yeah, that but it's not, that I don't the, think anyone's w- worth playing. But yeah, it would be Tyler Algier. But I don't actually think he's worth playing. It's a difference. All right, and then going forward, Amon Ross St. Brown. This is getting a little bit worrisome. He did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday, so... Maybe Josh Reynolds, who did return to practice this uh, on Thursday, he could be a potential flex option to plug in there. DJ Chark, you know, might have a little bit more of a target volume this year or this week. So that could be another thing to keep in mind. But just, yeah, monitor Amon Ross St. Brown going into the weekend. He's a tough guy. He might try to tough it out and play, but right now it's it's sort of trending towards not playing. <clears throat> moving on. <laughs> you guys don't have any comments. Uh, moving on. Michael Thomas did not practice Thursday or Wednesday. And so that's, again, trending towards not playing. Jameis Winston, exactly the same. What do you think, Craig? No, nothing. Just Mike, It's a toe injury for Michael Thomas. It's not the same link injury he had in the past mm-hmm. with his ankle foot, but toe injuries on receivers are a death sentence. I just, trig- <laughs> just triggers old feelings. It does. And we'll, we'll get more into Jameis Winston a little bit later and, and kind of break it down. Um, here's another concerning one. Gabriel Davis for the Bills. Limited participation on Wednesday, and then he did not practice on Thursday. So that's something to monitor going into the weekend. I think if he doesn't play, obviously that's good for guys like Isaiah McKenzie. Um, I guess primarily him. I don't know. He's a slot guy. So who else is here to benefit? Like Kumaro. I, I think he might even be hurt too. So this is maybe just like Stefan Diggs. <laughs> yeah, funnel it all to Diggs. Devin Singletary, James Cook. All right. And then moving on, last couple's. Kadarius Tony and Wandell Robinson both did not practice on Wednesday. It's looking like both. What? Of those what? Kadarius Tony? It's not practicing. This is the true hot tub. They didn't practice right today either on Thursday. No, see, John <laughs> Kadarius Tony's the opposite of Jonathan Taylor. Tony, we should the... just assume he never practices. And I actually want an update when Kadarius Tony does practice. It'll save all of us time. Well, he's the personification of this category, the hot tub club. It says the Giants media believes the team is targeting a week five return for when they go to London to play the Packers for, for Kadarius Tony. Yeah, they could leave him at a different country. Who's going to score fantasy points in this receiver for this weekend? Is it David Sills the fifth, your favorite guy Richie in the world? James. Yeah, uh, Richie James. Nobody. That one. They're terrible. Is Kenny Galladay finally going to get to play? He Let's has see. to. <laughs> uh, and then finally, all the wide receivers on the Buccaneers. Let's just give an update. Jones, Julio Jones, Russell Gage, Chris Godwin, all limited on Wednesday. Uh, Rashad Perriman did not practice on Wednesday. I don't know if I've seen the update yet for them. Um, but it's looking like Jones is trending towards playing. Gage is probably going to play. I would still doubt that Godwin plays, but he's like going in the right direction. Um, so I think Jones and Gage are the guys this week, probably. Yeah. And and obviously Mike Evans is back off suspension. Yeah. Last one, Mac Jones, Patriots. Doesn't look like he's going to play. Did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. It sounds like he's trying to play and he's been telling his teammates that he's going to gut it out and try for it. I probably wouldn't bank on that, though. If you do have a super flex league and you need to find a replacement, I'd probably try and do that now. Hoyer, um, you know, anybody but Jones, I just wouldn't bank on him playing this weekend. No, I would not. And that's it. It's for cute now. that he's telling people he'll play. Okay. <laughs> so Sunday scaries, you know the feeling. Sunday, you really just got to work, go to work tomorrow and you just, you know, get that, that 
that anxiety creeping up. You, your you shit, got the, the hangover mixing with the Monday morning anxiety blending together. <laughs> it's miserable. It's like the shame. Was it the shame wizard in Big Mouth? Just like a lot of that. And I feel like the, my Sunday scary this week. It's Zach Wilson returning for the Jets. <laughs> I can't remember the last time a, like a franchise number two pick was returning for a team. And in my head, I'm like, God, shit. Like, oh, what? <laughs> like, so here's the thing. It's rough for Jets fans. This is good. Zach Wilson hurt his knee. And all the Jets fans, all the Jets needed this year was they needed to figure out if Zach Wilson's good or not. And Joe Flacco playing was like this big distraction and just kind of derailed their season a little bit. But like for fantasy, this is terrible. Joe Flacco is so much better than Wilson for our purposes. So like the Jets literally lead the NFL in pass attempts. The Jets, they are second in the NFL in completions. And because like Flacco is just checking down, he's a check down guy. And mm -hmm. because PPR is like socialism for fantasy football, where all of Joe Flacco's 92 or whatever completions are a fantasy point, that's 92 <laughs> fucking fantasy points that Joe Flacco's created, which is the second most in the NFL. And now we're going back to Zach Wilson, who doesn't check down. He's going to just run or chuck the ball downfield or get sacked or whatever the hell Zach Wilson does. He's not going to be, he's not going to take conservative anything. So I feel like all of the Jets players will suffer. And despite us having plugged everyone from, Garrett Wilson, the rookie, to Tyler Conklin and everyone in between. All of these people will get worse. And I think that that's obvious in theory. <laughs> but I wanted to just kind of go through this. Garrett Wilson, the rookie that they took 10th overall, has more targets so far than Justin Jefferson or Tyree Kill or Jeez. A.J. Brown. That is going to go down a lot with Zach Wilson. Tyler Conklin, who we have argued about, the Jets tight end, has, more, has the same number of targets this year as Travis Kelsey on the Chiefs. That's going to go down. Brees <laughs> Hall, their rookie running back, Elijah Moore, their second-year receiver, have both have as many targets as Debo Samuel. That will go down. Michael Carter, their number two running back, 1B, whatever you want to call him, same number of targets as Jerry Judy. That's going to change, too. All of this, it's like, I, I literally feel like the Jets are like, I think of them like the economy. It's like, Joe Flacco's like Joe Biden. It's just like just pumping money in. The stock market's high. Everyone's like, great, this is going awesome. And then it's like, I, I like, I, I don't know how the economy works. They raise rates. I don't know. But <laughs> Zach Wilson goes back. About? Everything's crashing. It's like you're mm. high on life and you're like, all right, yeah, Tyler Conklin, fourth tight end. Like Garrett. Like, no, this is the music is about to stop. And everyone is going to wake up sober and be like, wow, I was banking on like two different people on the Jets to get Joe Flacco created inflation. It's an yes. inflationary environment. Everybody's getting more targets than they should get. Everything's more expensive. Now, all of a sudden, the Fed's coming in. They're going to raise rates, shrink it. I don't know. This is me trying to finish I don't know analogy. how advertising works. I also don't know how the economy works. However, uh, I think the big thing for me is the running backs because Checkdown King Flacco was, I mean, he was absolutely feeding Reese Hall targets yeah. the last few yeah. weeks. That's the most important thing. I think that's going to dramatically change. I still have a little bit of hope that Zach Wilson can kind of keep the ship like righted and, and keep it going a little bit. Um, Garrett Wilson plays out of the slot. So that's, he, I think he plays out of the slot like 50% of the time or so. Um, so that's definitely beneficial for him because if, if Wilson's going to feed anybody, it's their slot receiver. That's what we saw last year. Um, so I don't know. I, I think generally speaking, just the play volume is going to drop precipitously because I don't think he's going to have as many He's not going to be able to keep as many drives going. Um, that's like my main worry. But the big thing is do not, I would not expect Brees Hall to have like 12 targets a game anymore, which is what he was basically doing before. So that's, yeah, that he and Michael Carter could see a, take a hit here. And like, I don't know if every, like, I think the, the real answer here is that it's not that we can guarantee every single player is going to play worse with Zach Wilson. It's just we th there might be one that won't. We just don't know which one that is. That's that's what's it's, tough. It's, it's like, a very good point. It's like it, in theory they should just keep getting Garrett Wilson the ball in space, but we yes. don't know. Like maybe Garrett Wilson is the next Justin Jefferson. We have no idea. I'm also proud to be the first person to ever say this, but it's like imagine if Jerome Powell was accused of having sex with his mom's best friend, and that's basically Zach Wilson. <laughs> that's. That is quite the analogy. It's like the it. when the pole assassin story, and I'm like, wow, we've never said this sentence before. The <laughs> first time that like no one's ever, ever no, one, no one's ever said that before. Okay, uh, next Sunday, scary DK. Yeah, I'm going with the Broncos offense. Oh. Russell, Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Devontae Williams, Albert Zero. As I saw someone post on Twitter, <laughs> that's it. Of Albert that's Albert Zero. It looks better when you write it out than you know say it but great for this uh, audio this, this is a yeah this it is works I'm with it. okay no, it's funny um 
I do think that eventually this offense will probably get things figured out, but right now they are second to last in points per game, 14.3. As a team, No, I think they... they're last. Are they? Oh, no, sorry, you're right. They're last in touchdowns, but they're second to last in points per game. You're correct. Both bad. So, so, yeah, they're both bad things. Um, they are 21st in pass completions a game, 30th in points per drive. I saw this from Graham Barnfield. The Broncos are averaging four yards per play on early down passes. Only the Bears are worse than that. Um, Bears' so the, worst offense, one of the three or four worst offenses in like 40 ever. years. Yeah. Um, basically, like I trust, I trust Sutton. I think Sutton is the guy that I'm going to this game and feeling good about. Um, but if you got to roll with Javante, the other thing about this is like the Broncos all of a sudden have decided to give Mike Boone like 17, 18% of the snaps and, and like this is totally fucking up the rotation. Um, so again, like Javante, less trustworthy than you want him to be. Alberto, you cannot start Alberto at this point. His routes have gone down every single week. He's um, cuttable. Yeah. What were you going to say, Craig? Are you scared? Are do you have the Sunday scaries for Denver this week against Vegas, or are you saying this is their time to 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 bust out of that? I'm saying I have the Sunday scaries plugging these guys into my lineup. But as you were as you alluded to, like this is the the week that they could get right going up against Las Vegas. The the Vegas defense has not been good. Maybe this is the week everything starts to kind of gel for them and, and whatever. But like to me, it's still nerve wracking. Like I. In one of my leagues, I literally started Tua over Russ. And I don't know if that's like even a hot, that's probably not very hot. Like, you know, it's not like a hot take, but like that's where we are with Russell Wilson. Here's the thing. How much did us and everybody talk about how great the AFC West was going to be this year? The Chiefs, (laughs) the Chargers, the Raiders, Broncos, all these teams suck. Like the Chiefs just dropped their game to the Colts and the Chiefs are just having struggles with like basic parts of their offense they've never had before since they lost Tyreek. The Chargers are like absolutely just wrecked already with injuries to basically every important player. The Raiders are literally have the worst record in the entire league. They're the only they undif- tr- un- un- unwind, unvictoried team. How do you say that? Winless. Winless. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> well, it's like, well, the Texans have a tie. No one cares. We get it. The tie is better. Like the Raiders are the worst record in football. And then the Broncos just might suck. lose to the Raiders this week. The Broncos are awful. And again, the stat... I don't think so they're that bad. I think their offense just is not clicking. All right, so their offense... Okay, well, to the point where their red zone offense, they, they're in the red zone. Uh, they're, I think, 14% of their red zone drives to touchdowns. That's, That's less not than a, very a high dice number. roll. That's less than a <laughs> dice roll is 14%. That's crazy. Tough. Dude, this team, everything with Denver is awful. So yeah, I get the Sunday scary. It, it, whoever loses this is lost. Like the Ugh, Raiders going zero yeah. four, trading for Devontae Adams, goosing two first round picks to compete, immediately going zero and four, you out of the playoffs, disaster. Broncos losing the Raiders also disaster. We should make a Hell's bet, and the, and the loser of the bet has to try the Danger Witch from Subway and eat it on. <laughs> well, TK did that in February. I had, and I had a Danger Witch at uh, <laughs> we the Super never, Bowl. Discussed I, I did this not on the it. podcast. Yeah. Because so Russell Wilson came to do the subway ad for Kevin Clark on Slow News Day. And Russell Wilson showed up, and I guess the bit they were doing was Russell Wilson was signing the sandwich, like literally sharpie to bread. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know what to do with it. And so they gave the sandwich to DK. So Russ signed the sandwich for DK on camera. And I think that we've never mentioned that on this podcast. And you didn't take a bite of the danger witch, right? No, I just I was we were on our way to go eat lunch. So I didn't eat it. We went to a very delicious taco place. Um, we need to get you a danger witch. <laughs> you ever do anything dangerous? <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the the commercial Russell Wilson made for the danger witch recently. And uh, what's what? What do you say? Um, what Craig just said. That's what he just said. Yeah, if you want to just ha- have experienced the cringiest forty five seconds of your life, you should look <laughs> this video up and watch it. It's like it's it's Subway and Russell Wilson's attempt at doing like a, a TikTok bit and. Yeah, it's a disaster. And I mean, like, it worked because we're talking about it. Correct, correct. But I, I think it worked for the wrong reasons. I think they probably thought it would be good, but if it's getting parodied like crazy. Can we um, play a clip of it, a small clip? Uh, you know, having just sat in our uh, uh, copyright law meeting, perhaps not, but okay, I'll have well, to double check on that. I have to, PFT commenter compared it to like a hostage video. Where it's like it's like the Joker in the Dark Knight. Makala, it's exactly what it's, it's like. It's insanely accurate. He says it's like this is like Russ talking to a guy he has tied up in gas. <laughs> he, he has his it's mouth hundred percent. <laughs> it's like I can have, I can hundred percent see this. It's so perfect. You think that's how he addresses the team? The like Cortland <laughs> Sutton, Jerry Judy in the meeting every it's like week. Having and he's a like, conversation hey with himself. Yeah, you like sandwich? Yeah, I'm gonna take a fucking bite. Buffalo yeah. Bill over there. It's it's terrifying. <laughs> he has emotion on. 
He has the most <laughs> bizarre energy I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? Screw it, screw it, screw it. I'm scouting. We had an email this week and I have to, I have to read this email. Uh, this was from Trevor. I'm not, it's just honestly. Trevor. Just su- no, no, not Trevor. Sorry, it's the other one. It's from Edward. 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 It, it's just, it's all about the subject line because he nailed it. Edward's subject line is Russell Wilson is Kendall Roy from Succession. <laughs> like the energy Kendall Roy has at his 40th birthday party is basically the energy that Russell Wilson has in that subway ad and like the whole Broncos season. Yeah. <laughs> Craig's just cringing. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just, could, could you imagine Russell Wilson like having a birthday party and they like play and he's like, see this playlist? Certified bangers only. I bet you Russell Wilson and Mark Zuckerberg would get along. They have similar energies. <laughs> Dude, that's actually extremely correct. I think. Oh my God. That, wow. Okay. All right, Craig, next Sunday's scary other than the entire Russell Wilson video. God, Russ, like stop trying to make him a media star, you know? <laughs> the, I got the Sunday scary for the Saints offense. So, you know, it may feel like Olave and Kamara are kind of set and forget players, but I don't know. So they're playing in London this week against the Vikings. And Jameis doesn't look like he's going to play. He hasn't practiced, uh, which means that we're going to get some combo of Andy Dalton and maybe Taysom Hill, God forbid. But like Chris Olave leads the league in air yards, and that is directly a product of Jameis Winston, who just slings it. Olave goes deep all the time, and Jameis throws deep all the time. Andy Dalton, not that guy. Taysom, Will- uh, Taysom Hill, even if he has the arm, he doesn't have the accuracy. Um, Michael Thomas is hurt, like we said earlier. But I don't know. The, the, the Taysom Hill stuff without Sean Payton doesn't feel right. <laughs> um this game is a really low total. I actually don't get why the Vikings are only favored by two and a half points. I just think this is a disaster game for the Saints. I think they could have a million three and outs in a row. I wouldn't. I don't want anybody on the Saints' office this this week. Um, and I just hate playing shitty. I hate playing wide receivers that have shitty quarterbacks on shitty offenses. And this just screams they're going to have thirteen points. You know? Not only that, but there's something about the London game where when players don't do well in the London game, you feel really stupid. Yeah. You wake because, up, the game's already over, and you're like, oh, great, Jarvis Landry had two catches. Having said that, Landry's practicing. I feel like Landry's more likely to play than Michael Thomas, which is mm-hmm. probably the opposite of what we would have thought a few days ago. Yeah. If Landry plays, I feel like Landry is probably he might be actually a really than Andy Dalton. Yeah. yeah. I, but, no, you're right. It's like when you wake, but if you do that, and then you also have to play him in your receiver spot because the game's earlier. So you got to like flex your better player. And then <laughs> you, you wake guys? up and you see Jarvis Landry like with the two points and you're like, what am I doing? Also, you can't wake up that morning and check just in case Jarvis Landry doesn't play because the yeah, game exactly. starts at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, if you're on the West Coast, it's 6.30. Sunday, it's 9.30 Eastern. And like, that's still like really annoying because like you're out of your rhythm. And it's like, man, if we're annoyed as fantasy managers about having to do things at different times, can you imagine the players? Yeah. <laughs> My God. I just, I don't want anybody on the Saints this weekend. It, free, it scares me. Well, the other, well, the one person that we have to talk about here. We do have to. It's yes. Taysom Hill. Because it's like, oh my, he's a tight end eligible. It's like, oh my God. Like, again, another one. Like the, the, the uh, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, like the, oh shit, here we go again with fucking Taysom Hill, the energy vampire. It's like, if we don't, again, Taysom Hill also has a rib injury. So we got to see if he, but he's practicing a quarterback. Like, dude, if Michael Thomas does miss this game and Andy Dalton's the quarterback, they're going to have to have some Taysom Hill packages. I feel like this is like oh, a yeah. quintessential Taysom Hill like has like three goal line packages and like again for every other player in the NFL DK's right where it's like what matters is well how often are they on the field and when they're on the routes how often routes they run and of the routes how often they get the ball thrown and of the ball thrown how do they catch it Taysom Hill doesn't mean anything it's like he needs like eight snaps and he'll get eight touches on those eight that's the thing and it's like so I kind of wonder man should you be streaming Irv Smith this week or do you just play Taysom Hill and just say, yeah, maybe he'll have three touches for two touchdowns. No, you don't. <laughs> it feels wrong. Doesn't it feel wrong without Sean Payton? It's like when they make a spinoff from a character from a TV show. It's like, like, Joey. We need to do that. Yeah. It's like when Friends, they remember they made Joey and yeah. they yeah. just never so, talked yeah, about like, it. Oh, this just isn't said. right. Yeah. But no, but like, isn't there a world where Taysom Hill's playing some, like, I, I know Andy Dalton's going to play in this, but isn't there a world where Taysom Hill gets, I don't know, 10, 12 plays as a quarterback? I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> Well, you don't. It's going to be in Europe. Don't worry, Craig. Not a world I want to inhabit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You don't live there. It's fine. Uh, okay. Uh, I just wanted to add one meaningless thing to this conversation about the Saints-Vikings game in, in London town. Foggy London town. Uh, I'm actually sure. Is it in London? Uh, yeah, I or think just so. it's England. Wembley. Okay. I think it's in London. 
was at Tottenham Hotspur Grounds Stadium, whatever that is. Um, Wembley. Is it Wembley? Yeah, that's what I just said. No, I, you sounded unsure. I didn't know if you were sure or not. Anyway. I'm not sure if Wembley's in London. It, it Wembley is, in fact, in London. All right, so peek behind the curtain here a little bit. I was a little buzzed last night texting Craig. Heifetz was... I, Heifetz is on East Coast time, so I didn't add you to the text. I woke up to a lot of texts at <laughs> two in the morning. <laughs> didn't want to wake... I didn't want Heifetz to wake up at, like, whatever and just see, like, 35 texts. But I was wondering if the U.S. sending over a game would trigger the Brits when you got stars like Justin Jefferson and Dwayne Washington. He's not really a star, but, you know. Jefferson and Washington over to Britain. The Revolutionary War... Everyone always talks about it every time. This is done. such a drunk thought. It's so funny. <laughs> it's such a stretch, but I, I was it. like, this is the obligatory. We have to reference the Revolutionary War slash American Dwayne Washington. It's just Dwayne Jefferson, Dwayne Washington. Are they just going to be triggered by this? Plus, I'm sure it doesn't help matters that we're sending over our French team. The Saints are going over there. New Orleans. The English, you know, obviously the, the French helped the Americans in the Revolutionary War. Don't worry about it. Um, anyways, this was definitely a drunk thought. But then this I, isn't just a drunk thought. This is a drunk dad thought of like, <laughs> not only am I drunk, Jefferson but I know history. In Washington. Sorry. <laughs> I, I fits this where do we go? Was. Where do we go from here? I mean, I'm tr I'm trying really hard to be like positive and and think of a um, I don't I don't know. This is this is the game I played shortly after this. Let's go through the rosters and pick out the most British sounding names of the players that are playing. Oh, there's We're gonna more. Keep going. Okay. Also, just a heads up, just in case anybody corrects us. I don't. So Tottenham does not play in Wembley anymore. They used to. They do not. <laughs> I okay. knew it. Yeah. Um, anyway. No, you didn't. Literally. Well, I knew that you were wrong. That's. I just had a <laughs> gut feeling about it. Um. All right. Here's the most British sounding names, and and all our British listeners, all twelve of you, can tell me how Craig is just. This is the most <laughs> cringe thing we've ever done, Craig and like is... we've done a lot of cringe. Oh, Irv Smith. Smith, no. <laughs> we should just stop doing it. No, just give Adam me the top Thielen, three. There's Jarrett three really Bradbury. good names. No, keep going. Ross Blacklock. Yes. Ross Blacklock. <laughs> Can I throw so one more British on the Saints? Though. Calvin yeah. Throckmorton <laughs> are, is a real player on the Saints. Calvin Throckmorton. CJ Ham. I don't know why, but that sounds British to me. Ham. CJ Ham. I love that you took the name, you took the S off Jameis Winston and made him, made him James, James Winston. Winston. <laughs> also, Danielle Hunter. I know I, that's um, Daniel. Daniel. I, uh, I think this is the most uncultured. I don't know. Michael I, I, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> what are we, I'm Jesus. sorry. I was drunk. Anyway, we probably shouldn't have done this segment, but uh, moving on. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Can we clip what DK just said? And like use that as a drop every time we feel that way. We're just anyway, drop. I'm <laughs> drunk. <laughs> I was drunk. We should have done this. Same it was way. funny when I was texting that? Craig about it. It um, was anyway. I, All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know where to go from here. So, well, I got um, one for you. Do you want me to uh, go right back to back, or Craig? You got one. I, well, it's I like go? when. Yeah. I was gonna say it's like when uh, Kareem Hunter uh, fumbled on his first carry, and they're like, "All right, we'll give you back the ball, but like, not right now." Just <laughs> <laughs> take fair. like one breather. I'll give you a quarter to yes. take a breather. All right. Think about this, what you've done. This next award is the Odysseus and the Sirens Song Award. Wow. Uh, and it's for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. For those that don't know, in the Odyssey, the Greek epic poem by Homer. <laughs> God damn it, Greg. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> the hero, Odysseus, is warned in one of the chapters. Uh, he, the hero, Odysseus, is warned of the sirens during his trip home by sea. And the sirens are these women, these beautiful women. They hypnotize you and they lure you in with their songs and they trick the men into shipwrecking their boats. Mm. So Odysseus tells his crew to tie him up to the mast of the ship <laughs> and not let him go no matter what he says. They ignore anything he says as they pass through and listen to the siren song. Oh, so this is about Mike Tomlin not benching Mitchell Trubisky? No, this is about... <laughs> That's pretty good, oh. though. Whatever happens in this game with the Jets, no matter how good the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense looks, Najee Harris plays well, don't listen to it. Tie yourself to the mast of the ship. <laughs> stuff beeswax in your ears because the Jets are terrible and none of it matters. The Steelers are not good. Their players will not play well for the next seven weeks when they have the most difficult schedule in the NFL over the next eight weeks. This Jets game is 
Only the only thing you need to use it for is to sell high on all these Steelers players. The Jets are dead last in past DVOA. They give up tons of points to running backs and wide receivers. Jacoby Brissett had, had an 80% completion percentage against this team. Nick Chubb <laughs> had the three touchdown game. Amari Cooper, 100 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Boyd, 100 yards and a touchdown. Devin Duvernay had two touchdowns against the Jets. Just, just tie yourself up, blindfold you, beeswax in the ears. <laughs> Whatever happens in this game, don't listen to it. Wow. It's really Craig good. was doing some research on mythology last night. I could tell. I love Greek mythology. Yeah. What's Who's your, your favorite? favorite? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite? Uh, Who's your favorite Greek? Oh, yeah. You hero? love Greek mythology? Name five. Uh, I, 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 Hercules <laughs> is dope. The, oh, the cool. Hercules. Hercules. The one with the Disney movie? Sweet. No, the, no, the movie doesn't do it justice, man. The actual 12 trials are actually pretty. I actually don't like the Hercules movie. My girlfriend okay. has me for it. They're it's making actually, a new one, they're making a live action. That's pretty sick. What about Achilles? Okay. Achilles is also sick. Could have just dipped the ankles in the, the river too, though. What but, about Dionysus? I mean, he had a good life. He definitely yeah. like we should. Yeah, we could rank the twelve gods of the power. He was the there. wine guy, right? Dionysus. Yeah, he's, he was yeah. the party sex wine <laughs> god. Yeah, it's good. It's good okay. life. You can good work if you can get it. Okay. Uh, DK, you had another bit you wanted to get back on the horse. All right. Yeah, this is the Shooter McGavin. This man is ruining golf award. Craig, do you want to give some context for that? Uh, Happy Gilmore is running amok in the PGA and Shooter McGavin, like the only, the, the guy who thinks he's the next whatever, yeah. Tiger Woods, uh, despises him because he's ruining golf. And he goes, everybody's <laughs> starting to come around on Happy Gilmore. <laughs> well, I'm not, Doug. This man is ruining golf. <laughs> he's like, I saw a lady flashing her boobs the other day and shotgunning a beer when I was trying to play. How am I supposed to chip with that going on in the background? Too, too fat. Bi- two fat bikers having sex in the woods off nine. How am I supposed to chip? <laughs> That's what it was. I saw two fat bikers in the woods. <laughs> Has anyone cut this up yet and used it to talk about the Saudi Arabia League or no? <laughs> no. Oh, man. <laughs> How am I supposed to chip? <laughs> What's that going on? This man is ruining golf. My version of uh, Happy Gilmore is this too high defense. Sick of it. It's like root- it's ruining football. Uh, I don't actually know for sure if the too high defenses are to blame for this, but that's an immediately bad, immediately bad pivot from your point. But well, something is something is up with NFL scoring is kind of my point, and I think it's largely to do, or a big part of it is this too high defense thing, where like basically you're taking away a bunch of explosive plays. That's the main goal. Um, I saw this from uh, from Grant Barfield again. Excellent stat pack column at Fantasy Points. Uh, through the first three weeks of last year, teams averaged forty seven point one points per game on average uh, as per game. Uh, so both teams combined. Through the first three weeks this year, it's five points less per game. So 42.1 PPR. This is it's the a pretty lowest. big drop. It's a massive drop, actually. Like, league-wide, that's an enormous drop. Uh, 2020, it was 50.9. So there's a almost nine-point difference per game uh, scoring just in two years. So from 2020 to that's 2022. That's a really... That's a good number. That shit like, is falling is that? that's apart. That's almost 20%. That's actually a huge drop. But isn't the 2020 number, like, Inflated it's inflated because that That's was the, true. That was when they stopped calling holding. <laughs> They're just oh, like, well, fuck it, go for and it. And like teams couldn't have training camp, and nobody, like everybody, was just and there was no crowd noise. Still, okay, so yeah. maybe so is so is nothing wrong then? Well, it's down no. from last year, and last year is a bit more of a of a you know realistic sample. It's down from last year, it's also down from 2019. And here's a couple other stats for you: teams are scoring 2.3 touchdowns per game. That would be the lowest average for any season since 2006. Wow. That's and this is another interesting part of it. Teams are averaging 10.9 yards per reception so far this year, which is which would be if it happens to happen or if it happens to go all the year round, um, the lowest all time. And this is a trend because 2021 and 2020 are the next two short uh, lowest. So basically, the long and the short of it is short passes are taking over for runs. You got these like a bunch more low a dot like dump offs and screens and things like that. Those are taking over. Um, Rushing is completely falling off the map. If you've noticed, there's no good running backs in the NFL anymore in fantasy. Um, teams are averaging 0.72 rush touchdowns a game. I saw this from PFR. That would rank 88th out of the 101 seasons in PFR's database. Like this, is, we're talking about like the 1930s. Um, All these back. stud quarterbacks, these cannon arms, they're not going deep anymore. Patrick Mahomes is muzzled now. It sucks. This is like the Man, shift it's in baseball. Golf. It's like the shift in baseball. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. No more too high. You can't do it. I actually, that would be funny if that actually happened. 
makes outlaw too high stuff. The NFL would do that. I really, honestly, the best way to do it is just to eliminate holding again. Free for all. Sucks to be a defender, but you know. I'm beginning to come around on him. Everybody's beginning to come around on him. Well, I'm not. Well, I'm not. <laughs> Dude. That guy, uh, who's, is it Christopher McDonald? McDonald? Yeah, uh, yeah. He's so good. He's funny as hell. Shooter. Heifetz has nothing to add. What do you no. think? No, Heifetz? it's funny. No, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's a funny hat. <laughs> it's a funny, it's a hat. Look at it. Burt Reynolds. Funny hat. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers getting no sweat. First bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code RINGERFANTASY. Craig, what's your favorite bet on FanDuel this week? Vikings minus two and a half versus the Saints. Listen, Kirk Cousins <laughs> loves playing in games where nobody's watching because he sucks on primetime. Well, this is perfect. He's in London. He's playing at 630 in the morning. The Saints are going to have the starting quarterback. I love Minnesota minus two and a half. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads, the player props. The app is safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. Get paid your winnings fast. Sign up today with the promo code RINGERFANTASY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund is issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. New York, Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. All right, Craig, next award. All right, the debutante ball, a.k.a. the coming out party, <laughs> is back. back. I, my, the most uncomfortable segment. I mean, I'd rather <laughs> a DK just name people who sound British before we did this again. CJ Ham. Travis Etienne will mature versus the oh, Eagles this week. So creepy. <laughs> That's so weird. So he will come of age. It's, if you he unbelievable. will come of age in the NFL. Uh, he will become a man. <laughs> anyway, Travis Etienne, they're facing the Eagles. And he, he's been pretty disappointing to start the year. He's been fairly average. It's been like a 60-40 split snaps-wise in favor of James Robinson in the Jags backfield. They've like each kind of run the same amount of routes. ETN's putting up like seven, eight fantasy points a game. But I think this weekend's going to be different. They're playing the Eagles. And, you know, the Jags in the last two weeks, they beat the Colts 24 to zero and they beat the Chargers up 38 to 10. There actually hasn't been a ton of opportunity or, or, or necessity for ETN to be kind of out there in negative game script situations. And now facing Philly, obviously Philly is one of the best teams in the league, but they're also pretty bad against the run. They're, they're giving up almost five yards of carry and they give up a lot of catches to running backs. Last week, they gave up six catches to JD McKissick. Um, and, you know, with Darius Slay and James Bradbury, it's one of the best cornerback duos in football. So they'll be going up against Christian Kirk and Zay Jones, who actually didn't practice today. But I just like this as a get right spot for ETN to kind of come through for people who drafted him on kind of what we expected out of him as like a true pass catching specialist, a DeAndre Swift style role. I could really see that coming uh, this week against Philly. I like this one. I think this is a good call. He's looked pretty good, like in his limited opportunities. He looks very explosive. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, they're how, they're how just up by 20 in the third quarter every game. He's he just not really... the kind of runner James Robinson is. James Robinson's doing yeah. all the inside zones. James Robinson's going all the in between tackles work. He's just this more like physical uphill runner. And ETN's just more of the, I don't know, skinny, the, explosive guy. Yeah, just the more like, <laughs> oh, I'm electric in space, but like, I don't yeah. know. I just I, he not moving many piles. When Robinson yeah. came back, Etienne made some joke of like, "Oh, no, thank God! Now someone else can do the inside zones." Yeah, which I he thought did was very that. funny. Yeah, but I think this is a good call, Craig. Well, you, can you say that he'll mature? <laughs> no, say I, it. I, I hope I'll never say it. All right. Hmm. That's oh, it's, oh, I know I'm not going to say it. It's also it's also this is just it's also creepy. Let's move on. All right, Kombucha Girl Player of the Week, which again is that meme you've probably seen it. Where the woman no. tries kombucha and she's like, well, no. well, uh, no. do I like it? Well, yeah. Uh, well, I can't uh, believe this has stuck around. That we're, like, this, <laughs> yeah. As if this is like the most well-known meme of all time. Maybe it is. I don't know. People have to let I us I think know. it's like top five. Email us if you have no idea what we've been talking about every time we bring up Kombucha Girl. 
ringerfantasyfootball at gmail.com. Let us know if we're morons. Uh, also, let us know if you've seen the Well, well, mm, well, are we? I, eh. All right, DK, who's your kombucha girl play of the week? Uh, I'm going with Geno Smith and the Seahawks. I'm talking myself into the Seahawks this weekend. Probably crazy. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe. Geno Smith right now is currently outscoring these quarterbacks. Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Justin Fields, which we didn't really need to say. I like so. how you layered in like a bunch of bad quarterbacks. With yeah, you didn't need ones. to add Mac Jones and Daniel Jones and Justin Fields. I, I literally put the people he's in front of. <laughs> oh. This is the people he's in front of. Um, anyways, the, the bottom line is like he's been better than expected. Um, Wait, so he's only what out of mean? eight players? So he's, so like, he's like the 23rd running back a quarterback? Hold on, let me look it up. Let me look it up. <laughs> he is 19. Was... Sorry, you're you're right, actually. I didn't name them all. He's also better than Baker Mayfield, Trubisky. Uh, let's see here. Davis Mills, Cooper Rush. So he's better than the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, and then he's also been better than Stafford, Brady, and Rodgers. Yeah, you should have revised this and just said he's better than Stafford, Russ, Rodgers. This is why we have editors, you guys. Look, this we're doing this. You guys didn't edit me beforehand. We didn't talk about this. It's good to know. I mean, we let you have the whole American Revolution thing. We did. We gave (laughs) you unfettered creative space. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Next time, just, you know, maybe like check over my my notes here. Okay. Anyway, the bottom line is I know that most people aren't going to start Geno Smith, but Tyler Lockett actually kind of nice this weekend against the Lions. Um, Lockett is currently the wide receiver 36 and a half PPR. But if you look at the last two games, he is the wide receiver 20. That's a solid wide receiver two, 13.6 points per game and half PPR. He ranks 12th in target rate in, all, in the entire NFL over the last two games, 29%. Almost 30% target rate over the last two games. That's ridiculously good. He's tied for third in the NFL in catches in the last two weeks. Did you know this, Ifitz? Third in the NFL. I did not. 11th in air yards, 12th in air yards percentage. So basically the percentage of the team's total air yards. Basically what I'm saying is Geno Smith has a great connection with Tyler Lockett. Going up against the Lions, who have given up a lot of points to opposing quarterbacks and opposing teams, and Jeff Okuda probably going to shadow DK Metcalf. I don't know. I don't know for sure that's going to happen, but that would be my guess. What do you think, Jeff? I think so. Jeff Okuda has been fantastic this year. I think the the Lions play the most man coverage of any team in the NFL, and I think Okuda is probably going to shadow Metcalf. So Metcalf is still a little dicey. Lockett, I think, is agrees a very good play this week. I mean, I I had this game too for. I mean, I just the. The Mario Kart, the rainbow strip that makes you go faster. Both these defenses suck. The Seahawks defense is awful. Like the <laughs> Seahawks, Seahawks defense like, is terrible. They're like bottom five in PFF grade and like pass rush and pass coverage and run defense and everything. I think the Seahawks are like the worst so tackling all, grade. All the parts of the defense? All the parts of the defense. Hmm. But like the Lions are just as bad, if not worse, in like all of those categories. Like if you just sort any defensive stat, the Seahawks and Lions are just both right next to each other in like everything, <laughs> in the bottom five Love of it. everything. I mean, the Lions. The combined score of the Lions games, on average, I saw this from Rich Rebar, it's fantastic. The combined score of Lions games this year is 63 points. That's the most in the NFL. Damn. They're awful. The teams teams are averaging like 40-something, remember? From uh, This Man Is Ruining Golf. Love it. So I, I think that, I agree. So I think that Lockett's, if you're the Seahawks, if you're debating the Seahawks, Metcalf is honestly still a little dicey. Lockett's a really good one. Rashad Benny, if you're ever going to see a sign of life from Rashad Benny, probably be this week. The last time we played the Lions, I think week 17, like he had 180 or something yards. He had the two touchdowns. The Lions is like easily, I easily a top three, like worst run defense. Top three worst is, you get what I'm saying, even though that didn't make sense. The other but thing the about, Lions run defense sucks. Yeah, the other thing about Penny that's interesting, at least, and we need to kind of like monitor it and see how it goes, but they, the Seahawks put Travis Homer on IR with a rib injury. And Homer was like, eating into the, you know, the share or like the rotation with with Penny and Walker a lot. Like he, they're playing him a lot. And so it's going to be interesting to see what they do here. You know, maybe they're going to bring in DJ Dallas and it's still going to be a three-man rotation. But if it's a two-man rotation between Penny and Walker, that's where you start really kind of getting interested. In Who gets their downs in that situation, Penny or Walker? <sighs> I don't know. This is why I'm a little bit worried that I don't think it's just going to use DJ Dallas. You know, yeah. D- Walker yeah. has... Um, you know, he's caught a couple passes this year. He's looked solid in the past game. Um, but the Seahawks are the Seahawks. And so I, I would guess they probably bring in the specialists for third downs. We'll see. I, I'm not saying if you have Penny, you have to play Rashad Penny. It's more like if Rashad Penny doesn't play well this week, that's you, you might never want to play him. He's right. just, they just don't run enough plays. Running but backs yeah. on bad teams are tough. Yeah. Yes, but the, 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 this will be a begrudgingly 
high-scoring game. Also, while we're on the Seahawks-Lions game, I mean, the Lions are kind of banged up. So DeAndre Swift, he's, I mean, he's probably not going to play in this game. It's like almost definitely. So Jamal right. Williams, like, must start. I mean, even Craig Reynolds, even if you're down bad at running back, like, I mean, I don't know, Jamal Williams is the top seven running back as playing with DeAndre Swift banged up. Like, who knows? But Jamal Williams must start. Amon Ross St. Brown is banged up, which is terrifying. If he plays, he has to obviously play him. But, like, man, it's... Uh, He's been incredible for Detroit. I, I don't know. It's kind of weird to recommend anyone else, though, like Josh Reynolds, like DJ Shark. I feel like they could have a huge game. I don't know if I would, like, tell anyone to play them unless you're <laughs> absolute desperate. Yeah. But it wouldn't be surprising if, like, DJ Shark had 130 yards to me. Yeah. No, I like. I kind of like that play this week. I mean, but, like, don't specifically do if Amon Rod doesn't play. Yeah, yeah. Especially because what did you read the stat right that the Lions Lions games average sixty three points a game this year? Yeah, like, total. The fact that I mean that we're in somebody's got to catch passes territory with no Swift and no Amonra. <laughs> so I, if this game's going to be high scoring, like I I actually think DJ Chark is a viable flex. Amendoza line, he's well above it in my opinion. Okay, Craig, next award. This is the I'm trying Jennifer award. Do you guys remember that CJ <laughs> yes. McCollum meme? <laughs> this is my I favorite thing. Yeah, I do. When you reply to someone, it was like, like, Jen, like she's like getting mad at him for losing. CJ McCollum, he has his own <laughs> podcast, and he basically talked about how he would never do what Durant did and join the Warriors, and like he's a loyal guy. And then this woman, Jennifer, tweeted him and said, "Win a playoff game, then talk." And he responded, "I'm trying, Jennifer." <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Jennifer. The I'm the I'm Jennifer or the I'm trying Jennifer where I'm gonna give it to Sean McVay and what he's trying to do to Allen Robinson and Cam Akers. <laughs> Sean McVay feels like the only coach in the league who actually cares about fantasy football. He like he cares he, about us. He gives he like allocates the ball in the way that fantasy managers want him to, and he feels like the only coach who does that. You know, he's like Allen Robinson, like we're all like he's he's gonna be a red zone threat. He'd be so good in the red zone. And Sean McVay's like, yeah, like I'll throw him a ton of balls in the red zone. And we're like, Fuck Daryl Henderson. Like, he's not good. Like, go with K-Makers. And he's like, I agree. Like, let's try and make... K I'll just keep giving the ball to K-Makers, even though it doesn't make any sense. So, like, I, they're playing the Niners this week, which is traditionally doesn't go well for Sean McVay, except in the playoffs last year. But um, it, it, this is, like, kind of the half George Costanza, like, if the opposite... Like, just do the opposite right. award, where I'm like, I'm actually... I'm, I'm thinking about starting K-Makers and Allen Robinson this week. Allen Robinson's been terrible. He had two catches last week against the Cardinals. He's like, he should have had a touchdown though. He, he should have dropped it. Two end zone targets for him. But man, Sean McVay just keeps trying to make Cam Akers and Allen Robinson a thing. Like all of the advanced stats, or not even the advanced stats, like the very basic stats just show that Daryl Anderson's just playing better than Cam Akers. He just like straight up averages more yards per carry. He's like, Stafford throws to Hibor when he's on the field. McVay doesn't care. Akers has fumbled. Henderson hasn't. Like he, <laughs> A McVay doesn't care. He's going to make Allen Robinson and Cam Akers a thing if it kills him. So I kind of like them this week. Love it. I think this is excellent. He just hates Daryl Henderson. <laughs> it's like the Lucille Bluth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love all my children equally. And then it cuts and she goes, I don't care for Joe. <laughs> I don't oh my care God. for Joe. <laughs> that is Sean McVay to Daryl Henderson. Oh my God. I love all my running backs equally. I don't care for Daryl Henderson. <laughs> Perfection. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. All right, Craig, give us a little weather report for the weekend. Yeah, this is the here's what's happening in your neck of the woods. Al Roker, baby. I saw him every morning before I went to school. Here's what's going on in your neck of the woods. Um, just obviously there's a hurricane going on in Florida. So all these games on the East Coast, the hurricane's rising up the East Coast. The Eagles are playing in Philly. 
The Giants are playing in East Rutherford. Uh, the Ravens are at home. The Panthers are playing in Charlotte. All these games are projected to have uh, rain. So just keep oh, that wow. in mind when yeah. you're thinking about who you're starting. Uh, the Bucks might leave Florida to go play at the Vikings stadium because the Vikings are in London this week. They're actually confirmed they're going to stay in Tampa Bay. Oh, did they? Oh, they okay. are? Yeah, today, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like all of the, a lot of the East Coast games will be raining. So just keep that in mind. Thank you. Even, even fewer points. If, exactly. So that's great. So that's what's going on in your neck of the woods. That's the best sign-off for a weatherman I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so good. You remember what, uh, when Al Roker pooped in his pants at the White House and admitted it? You know what? I, I feel bad. And remember, in the same way you talked about how the guy who the Dolphins punter kicked the ball into his butt, who was that? Yeah. Uh, Trent Sherfield. Sherfield. Trent Sherfield. And you were like, doesn't it suck that like that's what he's going to be remembered by? It's a bummer that every time Al Roker gets brought up, somebody goes, remember when he shit his pants. Yeah, I feel, I feel bad, bad now that I said it. Now I feel bad that I said <laughs> like it. Like he's had such a long it. and like illustrious career in media and we're just like, remember when he shit his pants? It's like, man, <laughs> justice for Al. Should we have an Al Roker award for fantasy <laughs> promotion of that? Oh, like, man. you know what? He owned up to it. He I'm did. for I, Al. Why, yeah, why would you do that. that? Just deny, deny, deny. No. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you could deny it. I think it was <laughs> oh, it was very clear what happened. I think I think it leaked not only in the media but also in his pants. You know. Oh, okay, Craig. Sorry. All right. Well, it's too Good much pun. of a visual for me. Okay, we got a fantasy court here. Nice. It's from Trevor. 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 So he's he's in a fourteen team league. They had they have a last place punishment, but they had five people tie for last place in their league last year. Oh, like a, you mean a weekly last place punishment? No, no, no. This is from last season. From last oh, year. Oh, oh, got it. Five people tied. So they had, uh, they decided the, the loser was the tiebreaker was going to be based on point differential. And the loser's punishment is pretty significant. 24-hour stay in at McDonald's. Ugh. They have two We got to get off One. this, like, you spend 24 <laughs> hours in a shitty restaurant thing. Like, we need to do something different. Yeah. There were two problems. Due to low staffing, none of the McDonald's they could find were open for 24 hours which part of me thinks it's funny at the idea of, well, he stayed there for 18 and they closed at two in the morning. It's not enough. He should have offered to work there for the other eight. Wash the dishes. <laughs> That's really committing. But the loser who is in this five-way tie will now not do it because he's a baby and he's saying that it's a new season. And so knowing that no one in the future will do this punishment if this person doesn't go through with it, what do I do now that we're at a standstill? And, the, and, and Trevor writes, we thought about using force, but that seems a bit out of line, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> Make him physically. tie him to the mast of the ship. <laughs> well, I'm kind of like, what if all five of them have to go? They all tie. They're all last. That's kind of funny. I mean, it's like more. But when fun do you get a rebellion? Everyone. I feel like that's a good way for commissioner to get ousted altogether. It's like, well, five of the can't you just like fourteen team league? Not to like totally compromise, but can't you make it a better restaurant like that actually stays open all night? Well, I think they're saying that now McDonald's do stay open twenty four hours, right? Oh, but now no, he's I think they're saying the guy doesn't. Yeah, I think is yeah they waited, or maybe he just oh he's refused he's in last. It's like statute of limitations is up because it's the new season yeah. or something. Oh, That's okay. not okay. No, you can't wait it out. It goes forever. This is one of the most common issues I feel like in fantasy football is the guy who waits out the last place just punishment drags and then their refuses feet. to do it. Yeah. So what do you do with these people though? <laughs> you got to do a better job when you are creating the last place punishment to ensure that they will go through with it. You can't just get like a verbal, like you really got to make sure everybody's on board. You know? Also, I think before you draft or before like you start the season, it's sort of, I know that it's not the responsibility of the commissioner, but like you have to kind of like peer pressure that person to get their thing done before like you start the new season. You turn the book on, on last season, you know? It's like you got to pay before you draft, right? Like as the commissioner of my high school league, it's like you're not drafting unless you've paid. And we have the same thing for last place punishment. It's like, we're going to finish last place punishment before the draft. And that's the way it is. And we're going to agree on it before we begin. Also, like monetary punishments help. Like every day that you're late, it's an extra whatever, $5 on your, your buy-in. It's just something. tough then if the guy's like eight months late and like, are you going to charge him $400? So that's good. No, this is good. $7,000. Physical force back on the table. You beat him up, break his kneecaps until they pay you the back money. Tie him to a McDonald's for 24 hours and stuff beeswax in his ears. Every league needs an enforcer. That's common knowledge. Um, you know, someone who's just willing to do the dirty work. 
we're not really giving this guy any advice. I feel like this is a really <laughs> difficult situation. I, don't I think know that this, this is a YP. The, we're, the court is bouncing this back. It's like, this is a you problem. <laughs> so we're not touching this one. Um, yeah, it's tough. You know, you got to like, uh, it depends how angry everybody is in your league. Like if this is really an issue or if it's just kind of like a funny joke, no one really cares. You can lead not. a horse to a McDonald's that's open like 18 hours a day, but you can't make them stay there. Also, maybe that's the solution. It's just make them stay at a, let them find a McDonald's that's open. And like, if they're smart and they find one that's open 12 hours, fine. Let them stay there 12. I, I, I would ask him, what does he think is a just punishment? I wonder what he would say. Do you think he'd just be Cut like Cut the McDonald's in half. Come to a compromise with him. Yeah. Plea bargain. Yeah. That's my solution. Settle this out of court. Okay. That's all we got. All right. Bring in the dancing lobsters. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. RingerFantasyFootball at gmail.com. Email us if you have questions and go to FantasyFootball.TheRinger.com. I know those are confusing back to back. but It's our all rankings, in the description. All in the description. There we go. Just click the button. FantasyFootball.TheRinger.com. All our rankings there. Check out your start, sit stuff there. Thank you, Evan, for listening. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord. thank you, Jesse, for production help as well. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Elton John. Ooh, have you done him? I don't know. Heifetz went to a, an Elton John concert recently. It was so funny because, I mean, so I went to Billy Joel and Elton John in Pittsburgh, and they were just absolute sellouts. It was crazy. And then I saw a photo this week. The Pittsburgh Pirates had the lowest attended game that probably of like the last 10 years. And like, one, Pirates. <laughs> Are the like the least attended team. I think I was trying to see if I could actually just count how many people were in the photo. <laughs> I want to say it was like 200 people at a stadium that can fit like probably 20, 30,000, 40,000. That's, That's rough. It's like the A's. A's are the same way. A's and Pirates should combine. I, I think that you could combine the A's and the Pirates and the Reds and you still wouldn't win like 70 games. Oh, 100%. Speaking of a uh, empty stadium, did you guys see this Miami Dolphins story of the, someone filming? The Dolphins walk. Oh my God. Yeah. So we're so this is an incredible this? story. Hyphens, set the stage because I want to explain what happened during the podcast. Okay. We're recording this on Thursday. And so also the foundation of all this that I hope doesn't get lost is the Dolphins had to go to Cincinnati early because of the hurricane. So mm. keep that in mind. So they kind of have to ask the Bengals, like, hey, like, where can we play? Like practice. The Bengals, I don't know who puts them up who, but basically the Dolphins get situated at the, I think the football stadium for the University of Cincinnati. And it comes out today that there is some, apparently some student has snuck into the stadium and just filmed their entire walk because they're playing Thursday night football. So the day before the practice, like the student filmed the entire walkthrough, which again was the allegation from Spygate because at the walkthrough, they don't have pads, but it's closed to the media. Like they are, they're just doing like a jog of all other plays they're going to do in the game. So the walkthrough is a huge deal. And apparently some student filmed every single game and was tweeting it at, <laughs> out. Wrinkle in the story, as we were recording, again, this is Thursday, so we don't know what happens in the game tonight, but wrinkle in the story from Tom Pelissero. The Dolphins noticed people watching their walkthrough in, on Wednesday in Cincinnati, so they made a sly adjustment. All of the clips circulating on Twitter have 12 players on offense. Fake plays, fake routes on real plays. Either way, Mike McDaniel and company stayed one step ahead. Why didn't they just tell the kid to That's leave? That's awesome. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that a massive waste of time? <laughs> but it's funny. <laughs> I feel like we're wasting a lot of time here. It's already a Thursday night game. They have less time to prepare and they're spending an hour and a half faking plays for the stupid kid in the stands. I've been watching season one of Game of Thrones and like rewatching it because House of the Dragons, meh. And I, it reminds me like early in Game of Thrones, like one of those Lannister spies like they capture him and Rob's like bring him in the tent and like he sees their whole like little board and then Rob's like let him go and everyone's like what are you doing you boy are you touched which I think is so you touched and then like he lets them have that plan it's like how every Bond villain could just kill Bond in the middle of every movie but they decide to not they decide to torture him and like explain their whole plan it's like hey McDaniels just just go get your security to tell the kid to leave and then continue running your practice that's a good point I'm scrolling through the replies here apparently it was only a few plays that the, the kid tweeted out. I think that they only did like three or four. So it wasn't like the whole walkthrough. It's, it's still weird. To me. One it's of the tweets he said was that he had all the plays <laughs> in his camera. Yeah, I think you're right, though. If you notice that, maybe it's because they're thinking like you find the one person, but once it's compromised, it's compromised. And like you can't assume at that point that no one, you know what I mean? It's I get maybe. Place. They like, just it's like, a big place. Because here's the thing if it's a student, that's like best case scenario. I think right. that if you're Mike McDaniel, 
and you notice that you kind of have to operate under the assumption that this person could be associated with the Bengals. And it'd then be once really that's funny. True, it'd be really funny if the Bengals or if the Dolphins get flagged for 12 men on the field today. <laughs> that would be incredible. Uh, all right. Well, so this is on Friday. So this whole thing's already happened. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. All right. Um, trying to think, is there anything? No? Yeah, I guess the game already happened. There's nothing to say. No, that's it. All right. Oh, we already did the goodbyes. Okay, perfect. All right, cool. All right, goodbye, everyone.